you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And boom goes the dynamite. It's Tuesday morning, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back with another brand new episode of The Boom, brought to you, as always, by the good people here at Fight Game Media. Kevin, how's your week been? My week's been quiet and hot, sweaty. It's it's, it's a little balmy here in the center. It has been really hot. You know, I, I really enjoyed moving to, to Albuquerque to get away from the, the humidity, but, man, it's yeah. been getting up into the hundreds every day. And yeah. unfortunately, my it's, it's body like is, heat. yeah, my body is acclimating at, at a pace that I'd, I'd hoped it wouldn't. I hoped it wouldn't. Now, if I go back to Louis, I may never be a, be able to go back to Louisiana because I will just drown yeah. in my own sweat immediately. I, like yeah. if I could, I could handle it before, and it was miserable. Now I can't even imagine. What's yeah. it? What What are the highs been in Oklahoma City lately? Well, they've been like mid nineties. But then last What's couple of weeks, it's been, it's been, it's been inside really the rainy. Car. When you're inside the car, what is like it? When say? I get oh, in the car, rainy. yeah, like 86, 85. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. But it's been super rainy. It's been raining like almost gotcha. every day. So it's just like, you just, it's just thick. I got you. And mosquito y. Yeah. I'm sure it's not the, it's, it's to a, to a Louisiana man. Well, it brings that boy. That brings mild. me back, my friend. That brings me back. Um, <laughs> The other day, I got in the car, and it said 108, and I sent it to my buddy in Vegas, and he immediately sent me back 129, and I thought, yeah. I I knew you were going to beat me. I didn't know by that much, though. Vegas. I had no idea. I've I've done Vegas. I've done International Fight Week back in the day when that's when we would all, uh, the F4W crew would get together, and one week, it was 114 every day. Oh God. And, and the, the strip is, is the worst place to be when it's that hot. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, if you're just getting in and out of cabs and running in, right. it's okay. But yeah. like, if you're out on the strip walking, yeah. if you have to cross sh- the street, yeah, your shoes start to melt. They legitimately start to melt. Yeah. The only good thing about it is you, you don't feel any sweat because it evaporates immediately. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm sure there are a lot of people listening right now who are in much worse shape than me and Kevin, but uh, it, it has been a hot one. Um, yeah. And I'm ready. A couple of women on my Instagram started, started uh, this week posting that whole, like, I'm ready for, like, I'm ready for some fall nights drinking, like, pumpkin spice <laughs> latte. And I was yeah. like, man, am I, yeah. like, Sweaters. I just started making Halloween plans with some people Fire on Instagram pits. this week. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm ready for. Yeah, fire right pits now. and cafe lights and oh man, sweaters. That's, that's my that's, perfect scenario. I've never been being a a, a, a man of, of girth. Mm-hmm. I've never been that big of a summer person, but um, I, I enjoy it for like a month, like a solid month. I'm into summer, then things start going downhill, 
and that's kind of where Quickly. we are now. They, they like this is the that's why they call it the dog days. It's exactly right. When people, um, it's kind of like the the one month of the baseball season that should be completely eliminated because everybody watches yeah. the first month or so, then everybody watches when fall hits, and really that July to August it's just like seven dudes who are over eighty years old passed yeah. out by the heat in the upper decks of stadiums, yep. and that's really all. That's really all that's there. So God bless those guys, God bless those the, those men for for hanging on. A lot of interesting stuff this week. We're going to talk about some stories that have come out about blood and guts. I'm I, I realize I'm leaning way back from the microphone. Um, we also have something I came across on Reddit, which is they have the the top thirty in order mm-hmm. highest rated AEW wrestlers according to CageMatch.net, and okay. I think some of these will surprise people. Um, I have not not looked at this when you, you told me you wanted to talk about it. I did not go look it up. So I'm coming into this cold. I'm excited. And then we also have, and I think I want to start out with this because I think it's, it's my favorite thing of the week and it's the most meaningless thing of the week. I saw this on another wrestling podcast Uh and it is a work of art by Mr. Andrade Elidolo and he is writing somewhere on the internet i don't remember where if anybody wants to know where to where to find this hit me up i'll tell you and he talks about he's talking about um collision Mm -hmm. he's talking about collision and he says a couple of interesting things he go in the beginning he said i respect all the talent of all the aw brands if they respect me okay then later he says Quote, but I would love that the people who were in charge of preparing the first AEW collision show in Chicago, these people in charge of doing all the shows week after week. I think he's saying that the, the people who created the first one may have changed, and that's interesting. Yeah, that's I hadn't, interesting. Heard, hadn't heard anything about that. And I'll, I'll send you this so you can read it yourself, of course. Okay. But then he says, we have a lot of top talent. You will never imagine Never. Andrade the Idol versus Samoa Joe, CM Punk, FTR, Miro Day, Scorpion, The Bullet, <laughs> Ricky Starks, and Hobbs. The Bullet. The bu- Scorpion, The Bullet. Bob Armstrong is on collision. Apparently so. So that's a hell of that's a hell of a lineup he threw out there. That's fantastic. The Bullet. Scorpion. It, this reminds me um this reminds me of an episode of the IT crowd which if no one out there has watched it yeah. go watch it on Netflix um it is the guy who plays Laszlo on what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. he's he's one of the stars of the show it's the whole reason I got into what we do in the shadows early um there's a boss at the very beginning who talks about the who's given a big spiel on teams, 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 teams. And then he has a photo of the A-team on his desk. And in a very <laughs> British way, he starts naming off the A-team, but every name is completely wrong. <laughs> um, he's like, and then he gets to Mr. T and he's like, the jewelry man. <laughs> and, and that's what I feel like I'm reading when I'm yeah. looking at this Miro Day, Scorpion, the bullet. Like, my God. <laughs> That has to be Jay White. Jay White Every has t- to be the bullet. The bullet, yeah. Every time I hear Andrade talk, I think that like his and uh, Charlotte's marriage 
must be like that first season of Friends when yeah. uh, Jennifer, when Rachel uh, Ross was pining after Rachel and she fell in love with the uh, Italian guy down the hall who didn't speak any English. Paolo. Paolo. That's Paolo. right. Paolo. Yeah. They spoke, he spoke no English and, and, and none of the women cared. <laughs> that's I think exactly. That's like he's just, he on. just goes on these rants at home and she's just like, shh. It's she fine. just enjoys yeah, listening, like yeah. doesn't understand any of it. And nope. that's for the best. That helps keep them together. It's kind of endearing, though. It's kind of it does make me like him more. It really, it really, it really does. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> it's there's so much there. Um, all right. So it's now that we've got sting stink. <laughs> we need to compile a list of the AW roster yeah. according to. To Miro, an entire list. Yeah. Okay. So for those that don't know, you can give you can give star ratings like one to ten on mm-hmm. matches on every match on cagematch.net. Mm-hmm. And over time, you know, people can, can compile these in different ways. And somebody went and did it with everybody in AEW. Okay. And I have the list of one through thirty right okay. here. Now, just and looking at the list, is it like full time people or like anyone who's ever let like me let me Osprey. give you some examples. Um, Andrade is on this list. Okay. Um, Kyle O'Reilly is on this list. Okay. Jay White's on this list. So people who are who are quote like all elite, like generally. Yeah, if you're all elite, then, then then you're. Okay. But give me an example of who you might have been asking. Like a Will Osprey who like has come in a few times, but he's not no. like an AEW wrestler. Yeah, because he's not officially all elite. He's okay. not on the list. Okay. So in your mind, yeah. I would like to see if we can, if you can populate the top okay. 10. All right. The top and 10. if you're wrong, okay. I'll tell you and I'll tell you where they are. Okay. Am I going to try to go in order? Nah, just, let's just okay. try and I'll, get them on there. There's one I've big surprise think, at, at okay. 10 actually this is, is a big surprise. So this is based on what cage match is rated on a one to 10 scale, the average of their match ratings. Yes. Their entire career. Probably. I, I'm assuming so. Um, Maybe too just hard an just AEW. To, yeah. And I'll say this. There, there's, I'll give you one. I'll give mm-hmm. you one name that's not on the list. Okay. And I think it's a good example as to how this list can be improperly weighted. Uh-huh. And that is Orange Cassidy should probably be on this list. Yeah. But he's not. His average match rating, it turns out, is a 7.76. And number 30 on this list is an 8.38 which is incredibly impressive. That's really high. But Orange has had so many comedy matches, yeah, six yeah, yeah. mans, yeah. it's dragged it down. So okay, that's, that's a good, yeah, that is something to consider. So I've got to think Kenny Omega is probably number one. Or Kenny two. Omega is number two. Number two. At an, at an average of 9.49 per match. Okay, so number one, I've got to figure it out. I want to find out number one. I'll be surprised if you don't get this in one guess. My first guess would be Danielson. That is correct. 9.55. Okay. Right. Those two guys are neck and neck. As it should be. That's right. Uh, next. Three, three is a little bit of a surprise, actually, to me. Um, three. Ooh, three. Hmm. Dang, that's tough. Uh. I'm going to go Nick Jackson. You know, let's take a look here. 
you know what? I think there's a problem with, oh, no. Nick Jackson, surprisingly, shockingly, comes in at number 23. Wow. With an 8.60. And I'm okay. guessing this is a lot that's of these. A, yeah. That's a big that's difference. A range, too. Um, Dang. I'm okay. wondering how. I'm wondering how he loses a full point when he has some of the bat, the yeah. greatest tag team match of all time, the greatest six man of all time. Right. I'm guessing there's been a, a number of, I don't know, five, ten mans or something yeah. that, that got thrown off here. Uh, Samoa Joe. Let's see where Samoa, Samoa Joe is very strong. But comes in at number eleven at a nine point seven. Not in yeah. the top ten. Okay. Yeah. Almost yeah, there. Gonna... Almost there. Uh, I think instead of trying to come up with three, yeah. Just yeah, let's just try and get top ten. Hangman which Page. You're right there. Let's see. Adam Page. Short enough. Number sixteen at eight point Okay. Eight point eight two. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Let's see. I would think he has some pretty Adam high. Cole? high Adam rate. Cole is not in the top 30. That's oh, insane. This is insane. Absolutely yeah. nuts. Um, there's. I, I, I'll, I'll give you some hints. I'm flushed. There's, there's there are a couple of other tag team standouts in the top 10. Okay. And there's, there's a couple of older wrestlers that are uh, a like little a surprising. Christian is here, but he's at 20, 8.68. Okay. Just oh, yeah. above, by the way, Andrade El Idolo at 8.65. Who is number 30? Number 30 is Jamie Hayter. And, oh. and just, I want to point out, yeah, when we go back to my favorite time in wrestling, Mid-South, yeah. Yeah. you're not getting 30 people that average an eight. No. No. no, like outside of your top ten, like you're gonna like you're there were people that main evented. People. There were people that main evented WrestleMania that would be a three five. Oh yeah, you know Tugboat yeah. Thomas, right? <laughs> um, Big John Studs. This is yeah. an incredible time in wrestling history, as this list proves. Uh, Claudio, Claudio Castagnoli comes in at number seven. Wow, nine point one six. He is okay. tied with number eight. Okay. Who I'm just going to tell you. I don't think there, you're never going to guess. He, Claudio Castagnoli is tied with superstar Emi Sakura. Oh. At seven cut. slash eight. Yeah. That's a good pick, though. I love that she's there. I love that I love she's that. there. That one's for Jeff. Uh, okay. So we still Mox, have Moxley. Let's see. Where is John Moxley? He, he better be here. He's not in the top 10. Okay. Let's see where Mox falls. John Moxley comes in at number 24. Okay. At 8.60. Wow. Well, he he's is got sandwiched. A lot of WWE. Yeah. He is sandwiched dead in between Nick and Matt Jackson. Okay. Matt was is above him, and he is actually, in, and then, of wait, no, Nick's above him. Matt's below him. Um,. Jay White. Ooh, I Jay think he White. Probably have a pretty high. Jay is pretty high, but not quite there yet. He's at number okay. twenty-two. Oh wow. Eight point six three. Um, 
I know that people are listening right now are probably screaming some names I'm not thinking of. <laughs> or they're just looking it up. Um, Let me think. Pentagon. Or no, Phoenix. Ray Phoenix is number four at 9.30. And number Pentagon four. is number nine at 9.15. Okay. So you've knocked out two more of the top ten. Okay. So you've got one, two, you've got four, you've got um eight. I think you said eight. We did uh Claudio and Emmy at seven and eight, and you've got nine. So now we just need number ten. By the way, um there's a lot of name I think we should just go with let's start talking about some of the big names in AEW, see where they fall. Okay. Anybody uh, your page. Yep, right, we got page. page. Um, Jericho, Chris Jericho, Kevin, yeah, number three. Wow, well, he's had an amazing point, career 9.47. That's really high. I never would have guessed he'd be that high. I never would have guessed he would be, he would be that high. And, um, there's another wrestler, even uh, with even more longevity than him, who comes in in the top 10, which was a big surprise, but I'm happy about. Who would that be? That would be a man called Sting at number 10, 9.13. Oh, really? And I'm wondering if this means it's just AEW matches. Maybe. I think that's probably what this is because he he just has his matches with Darby, and they're generally pretty good matches. So I think if that's the case, I would probably throw Punk in there. CM Punk is number five, Uh, 9.27. Dax Harwood. You know what? I've not seen Dax's name on here, but it has to be here, right? The, Dax Harwood. Well, who knows? N- wild. Number 27. Okay. 8.66. Um, uh, so see. this only leaves one name in yeah. the top 10 who is number six. MJF? It's not MJF. It's a big character right now, though, in AEW. Big character. MJF comes in at number 18, 8.76. Big character, and I'm completely overlooking. Big character. Oh, man. The people at home are screaming it, Kevin. They're screaming it. I know. I know they are. I'm trying to look at my show notes. (laughs) Who are we talking about this week? Weird. Well, I haven't already said. Keith Lee? No. Kenoshke Takeshita. Oh, 9.22. Of course. Keith Lee, yeah. I'll run He's down. Only like one of my favorite guys. Exactly. Let me run down some others here. Um, Hikaru Shida is 12. Okay. Yuka Sakazaki, 13. Bandito, 14. Pac, 15. Kylo Riley at 17, just above MJF. Yeah. Christopher Daniels, Christian Cage, Andrade Idolo, Jay White. Let's see. Uh, who comes after that? I had to switch screens here. Um, Nick Jackson, Moxley, Matt Jackson, Keith Lee at 26, Dax at 27, Malachi Black at 28, number 29, super proud of my boy, Eddie Kingston, uh, the new champ, and then Jamie Hayter rounding it out, 8.3, which means... Not not a sign you, of Chuck Taylor. Not How dare you? The five-star man. The thing is, with that list, we could probably get into the 50s before we ever left the eights and that's yeah. that has yeah. to be a first time in wrestling history yeah. where you could say that and and the thing is 
I'm not saying just with AEW. WWE has an incredibly stacked lineup as well. They really they do. all work. Yeah. Um, this is when it comes to pure wrestling, mm-hmm. this is the greatest time to be a wrestling fan ever. Easily. Yeah. Most likely. If, if, if great athletic matches are what you're into, there's never been a better time. Even exactly. even the heyday of mid nineties uh Japan, because even that, you're really only talking about four or five people who were at that yeah. level. And for instance, when um when the NWO was was ruling the world, mm-hmm. you had you had a, an incredibly deep lineup yeah. of like cruiserweights who, right. who would fill the show. And then at the top you had garbage wrestlers. Yeah. Right. Who I'm not gonna name because I don't want to get personally attacked <laughs> at this moment. But a lot of garbage wrestlers are people who had formerly been good wrestlers. And you had uh shows that gave them the space to showcase. Yes. So exactly. You know, you would they would be allowed to do great matches, even though probably in the mid nineties they probably people could do a lot better than they were allowed to or given time to. I think that's definitely true. And and I think that's also definitely true of us here at Fight Game Media. If you just give us the time, we can wow you, my friends, which is why Kevin and I went two hours last week. And if you don't think two hours is enough, <laughs> for just $5 a week, you can get so much more. Extra shows from everybody here at Fight Game Media every week. Extended versions of shows that you get on the free feed. To check this out, go to patreon.com backslash Media. Um, by the way, in July, um, in July, every week, we're putting another show that's from the Patreon feed on the free. It's not technically on the free feed. You have to go to our Patreon, right. patreon.com slash fight game media, and you're going to get access to a show you don't usually have access to for free. This week is going to be um, it's going to be Garrett Gonzalez and John LaRocca talking about the they're going to be doing a rewatch of WCW 1996 covering the beginnings of the NWO. When I read that, I was like, oh, I, I really want to hear that, Kevin. Now's the time. They just, I think they just covered the episode where Scott Hall showed up. Oh, wow. So it's like the beginning. Yeah, um, this is a great time to hop in, get a taste of what all you can get here for the, on the Patreon for just $5 a month. A couple of other things. The YouTube channel. You definitely want to go subscribe to the YouTube channel. You get a couple of shows a week. Uh that debut first yeah they record live on the youtube they debut on the youtube definitely go check that out and if you want to be a part of the discord email garrett gonzalez email gg at fightgamemedia.com you definitely want to be a, a part of the discord i have started going to it almost once a week kevin we have a we have a channel we have a That's channel right. in the discord just to, i didn't just even to realize this show i didn't even we realize have- you have so, you have two emojis. That's right. I didn't know I had two. You have I only two. knew I had one. There's but one, every week I go and somebody one says that's something just nice sort about of a me. Normal picture. Yeah. There's one that's like a normal picture of you. And there's another one uh, that uh, is you rolling your eyes while I'm talking about CM Punk. <laughs> that's the one where I don't think I realized. I haven't seen it yet. That's got to be the one that Mel that, that Mel Gray was referring yes. to when I didn't yes. realize I was rolling my eyes. At you <laughs> it has been turned you know into what? an emoji. This, which by the way, also if you're ever needing a good wow gif, look up UFC wow. You've got to go down a little ways, but you can see me sitting in the crowd at a UFC 
oh. saying wow. Okay. I didn't. This was this existed for almost two years before I discovered it because somebody's like, this dude looks a lot like you. I'm like, that's because that's definitely me. Do you recall um, what made you say wow? It was it was a major knockout that I didn't see coming. Um, I believe it might have been when Junior Dos Santos knocked out Cain Velasquez, uh-huh. um, which I on the Fox it, fight. Yeah, and then it turns out, of course, that um, neither guy wanted to be a part of that fight. Both of them were right. so badly injured. Right. But but Fox had said one fight card. UFC yep. wanted to make it a three fight card. Yep. And the top three fights are amazing. But when it's a one fight card, nobody can back out. And then Kane came back and proved and proved in the next two fights. Mm-hmm. He is a he's a bad, he's a bad man. man. Yeah. And since then he's he's proven he's, he's an even better man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like listen, yeah. it is if Kane Velasquez is coming after you mm-hmm. with a gun in his car, be yeah. happy about that. That is a better situation for you than him catching you with his fists. <laughs> I would take Kane with a gun. At least one over would be Kane quick. with his fist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't cuz he's got cardio for days. I don't want 25 <laughs> minute man Kane pounding right. on me. Come on. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But um, the CM Punk eye roll, Jeff, I think was the perfect the perfect segue into talking about uh, Collision. And of course, I didn't take it because my OCD brain was stuck on on the GIF. But um, <laughs> Collision is turning out to be a very different show than Dynamite mm-hmm. in the way it's produced. And this yes. is something you pointed out in, in our notes for today. And I started thinking about, and mm-hmm. if that is CM Punk's, if, if it's the choices, if the choices are being made by Punk and he's heavily influencing it, and I think yeah. he is, it stands to reason it's much more of an ROH style. It's much more of an old school yeah. NWA type style. And I'll, and I'll go so far as to say it's a Cody Rhodes style. Oh, you know, when, yeah. when, they, when AEW was founded, it was clear Cody wanted to mm-hmm. go that direction. Young Bucks wanted to go yep. a different direction. And it's almost like you yeah. now have a Young Bucks show and a Cody show just without Cody. Yeah. And the, then, of course, my brain immediately fast forwards to what if after Cody's, I don't know, five year contract with WWE runs out, Punk's still sitting on top of collision. You bring Cody mm-hmm. back and put him on that show. And it's a long mm-hmm. and it's a and it's a, a battle between Cody. Pays off. That's right. Finally, 
after all these years, the master plan, Cody, Cody versus CM Punk for the ROH slash NWA AW collision. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had a thought the other day. That's I think money. other people were, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm the only person who had this thought, but you are, um, is that, you know, AW is basically everybody who hasn't enjoyed WWE over the last 15, 20 years. It's kind of like what they did like put on national TV. And kind of what we're seeing now is Dynamite is PWG mm-hmm. yeah. on national TV now. And yeah. uh and and collision is ROH. If 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 Tony I think if Tony Khan had gotten ROH, which the apparently the legend is that he tried to buy ROH before he started AEW, um that if he had gotten it then and had gotten a TV deal for Ring of Honor, it would probably be a lot like this. Wow. And I don't think it's coincidence that they're taping Ring of Honor with ROH. Uh, an hour before collision, yeah. Um and I, you know, I like it <laughs> as, as much as we have complained and moaned about CM Punk for the last 11 months. And I, and I vow to, to bitch yeah. and moan about this man for at least another 11, but yeah, but we clearly share a lot in yes. common <laughs> when it comes to what we like in wrestling. Yes. And that's really a lot. A lot of it are things making sense. Yeah. Like when someone runs out, their music yes. isn't queued up. Right. And supposedly that is a, a punk thing that he has asked. I like uh, that a lot. Specific a lot. things. And it happened and it happens multiple times. Even like one little thing I noticed this past, past week was uh, you know, we love the I love the Saturday night's main event style opening of mm-hmm. the show where the you know, the people in the main event or the people in the major matches all cut little mini promos. And then Punk's mini promo was like ended it, and he's like Joe da 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 da, and I'm gonna go tell you about it right now. And then he walks off, and, and walks they, out. And they go to the yeah, they go to the Elton John song, and they do the custom intro that they do every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as the song is still playing, Punk's coming out. He's not. They're not changing the music for him. They're not switching it to culture personality. He's coming out to Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. And he cuts his promo as if he just like literally live, like as if all those wrestlers were standing there doing live hits before and little things like that. And little things like juice and Jay showing up all sweaty and doing a promo after the match, you know, that's the kind of stuff that makes a wrestling show feel crackling. It feels completely different than WWE, Mm -hmm. which is what AEW needs to be. It needs to be completely different. And for a long time, they've, they've done, not everything, but they've done small things that made them feel like WWE light. And, and I hate, hated that direction. Yep. I'm really glad they're going this direction. Yeah. And now that they've got, I don't know, now they've got guys like the bullet and the scorpion. I feel right. like they can make some huge inroads here uh, <laughs> by keeping so. this going. By so. keeping this going. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's see. So what else do we have to talk about here, Kevin? Uh, what else is in the news this week? Well, let's see. Blood, and, blood guts, and guts. As we have written in red in the notes. So you've got the mystery partners are going to be announced this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Mr. Punk, um, CM Punk wanted yeah. to be one of the mystery partners, apparently. Apparently. Um, and Just out of the goodness of his heart. Yes. Saw there was, was a need. And he said, I'm a team player. 
and it was basically determined that neither side wanted him. But also, there was, of course, the fact that apparently Moxley really does not like Punk either. I found that out this week. I may have known it and forgotten. But well, one also, report I course, heard though was they they had it all really they, they knew it. already. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Man, we're getting conflicting I reports here. Some conflicting, here some conflicting reports was that uh, that Punk and Eddie Kingston, who was not going to be in it anyway, were both yeah. like sure. Uh, but. Uh, but then decided, I guess, you know, from a storyline perspective, it just didn't make sense. And 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 right. if you're going to do that, that, you know, blood and guts yeah. on two weeks notice is probably not the place to do it. You know, and also I, I hesitated before I said neither side wanted him. Yeah. That is what I heard. Yeah. But also the fact that it they probably true. it doesn't yeah. matter that neither if neither side wanted him or they both wanted him when it was yeah. also said that we they already had picks. Like they'd yeah, already they had already they, they'd already decided before Punk uh, inquired as to whether yeah. that paycheck was available to him. I'm sure that I'm sure that like in my mind, I'm thinking like uh, you know, you might know you might experience this is like uh, when you're moving, mm-hmm. and someone like after you're moved in is like, so you need any help? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll, Let me know if oh you need anything. God. You're like, oh, I no, was, it's all done. I'm I was all about good to, now. I was about to go off, Kevin. I was about to go off. <laughs> Sorry. Things that had nothing to do to with poke, wrestling. Poke yeah. bear. <laughs> oh, man, you, you need any help? You need help moving? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you've got any free time this weekend. Oh, mm. this weekend. Mm, yeah. That's going to be tight. Let me get back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You think I'm going to move on a Wednesday? Is that when you think I'm moving? <laughs> Wednesday, at the thing I'm going to get done over lunch? Right. Assholes. <laughs> Thankfully, nobody. So yeah, <laughs> that's how I think the punk thing went down. Most likely, so, you I know. Hey, I'd be right. happy to do that if you want. And they're like, "Oh no, thanks, we're covered." <laughs> Appreciate the thought. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Let's let's just check with the Bucks real quick. I know, I'm sure they're yeah. fine. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, I offered. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think there's a lot of of. Um, let me see how to put it. It's not an incredibly dated reference. Do you know who Eddie Haskell is? Oh, yeah. This feels like an Eddie Haskell move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what that, like, just trying to be just almost smart. Gee, Mr. Nice. Khan, you need some help yeah. with your main event? Exactly. Exactly. You sure are busy over here on Collision, but I'd be yeah. sure happy to stop by and help you out in a pinch. I'm just dropping references to 1960s black and white television shows that i used to watch on yeah. on nick at night oh my that's god it's also Kevin. late 80s nwa yeah. television shows that's true that's true. like a judge at a world title match or something at one point i think is that right Either, i'm trying to judge it when he no no you're jason thinking hervey. of the guy from jason harvey from um wonder one wait wonder uh wonder, wonder years. years yeah exactly and i always look this up, up though because i'm pretty sure he was the judge he he did a lot of things. Jason Harvey was around all the time, and oh, I believe yeah. tried to date or did date Missy Hyatt. And I yes. guess he was like the only celebrity that was super into WCW back in the day. And well, so he, he and, got to do he a and lot. Bischoff were going to partner on something, weren't they? That sounds like a Bischoff thing. That's okay. Right. I was so, correct. Yeah. Uh, let's let me let me look this up here. 
Everybody, the panel, to stay close the panel to for the judges for the Sting Ric Flair 1988 first clash of champions were, oh. uh, were, I'm trying that to find the bird. Jason Hervey, uh, what's his name? Who, who of uh, course, was the Ken, big brother to Kevin on the Wonder Years, right? Let's see. Sandy Scott, who is a who is a referee, longtime referee. Mm-hmm. Gary Jester, who is a member of the board of directors. Uh-huh. Jason Hervey, who is the older brother on the Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. Ken Osmond, who played Eddie Haskell on Leave It to Beaver, and Penthouse Pet. Patty oh my Moore. God! Ke- wow, he really was there. He was the he was one of the judges. Hold on, let me. Wait, wait, and if Penthouse, I remember right, Penthouse Pet who? Penthouse Pet Patty Mullen. Okay, and was also star of the acclaimed film Frankenhooker. Definitely the acclaimed yeah. film, and I think she might have been dating Jason Hervey at the time. That sounds right. Yeah, I wonder. But there was a there. This actually was a payoff of a storyline because, um, when they did the match. I believe both Sting and Flair got to pick equal number of judges of who would be the judges. And Ric Flair was taking Sting so lightly that he picked Eddie Haskell in a penthouse pet. (laughs) And Sting was picking like longtime referee, Sandy Scott. (laughs) I love that. So if you look, go to, not that I've done this, but if you go to look up Patty Mullen, apparently in Frankenhooker, she had a purple, uh, this is a very purple theme. Just going to say that. Very purple theme. Purple title, purple hair, purple lingerie. Very purple. Okay. I'd never heard of Frankenhooker before. Oddly enough. Okay, so here's the thing. We, we know it's yeah. not CM Punk. We know it's not CM Punk. We know it's not so, Eddie Kingston. So we th- we I'm making the assumption... I'm going to be the big, fat, dumb guy here, um, like I am. Uh, Kota Ibushi is going to be on the elite side. and then, But then who the heck is going to fill in on Moxley's side, on Blackpool Combat Club? Do you mm-hmm. think that's what's happening right now with Chris Jericho, with Don Callis? I think they are trying to make you think spot. that. And I think, See, and I think they may be... Playing that swerve. up, yeah. I think they may be playing it up to make you think it might be happening, and then it'll lead to something else with Jericho. I hope he's not being put in. I hope so I, too, because like, I look, Jericho has had his moments in blood and guts. Yeah, we need to move on yes. to new people, man. We need yeah. exactly. Yeah. We need anybody but Jericho. And I do yeah. like that they're about to. They're clearly about to switch up Jericho's character in some way. Mm-hmm. There's changes afoot. Something's. This up. isn't the change that I want. This is not it. No, this um, ain't it. Buddy. So one thing could be the way they set it up is that they're trying to make you think he could go to either side. Right. Um, but uh, I think everyone's expecting Ibushi, and I think if it's not him, people are going to be disappointed. But another name that, if it were yeah. Ibushi, I thought could be interesting is Mark Briscoe. Oh, that would blood and guts. I would like that a lot because they just I would love that. They just had uh, Eddie in New Japan when after his title win in New Japan, he did a promo 
talking to Mark Briscoe. Right. Saying, talking about how I like, I wore a Jay Briscoe shirt in the ring to honor your brother. I'm calling you out. You need to step up and take the great, you know, the, the mantle and, you know, carry on your name. You need to take care of Claudio, challenge him. Mm-hmm. And putting him in blood and guts could be a great way to set him up with Claudio and ROH. So if they don't that. do Abushi, I think that'd be interesting. Kevin, I'm, I, I love talking to you every week because you have great ideas like that that have not even remotely crossed my mind. That uh, that would be really Well, I was exciting. also thinking Trent, so it's a wash. <laughs> <laughs> I would be, oh my God, the level of shock I would undergo if it was Trent, if Trent, <laughs> Trent was the man, like, you just had the mystery man. And then the, like the cage is set up and everything. And they're all like in there and they're like, who's the fifth guy. They're all bloody in the ring. And then that white van just pulls up. <laughs> As they put fans, Trent every fan out. in the arena mouths. Yeah. What the F right. Oh my God. Just a kiss on the cheek and off to war. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, you could have the white van pull up and any member of Chaos could step out. It would be and amazing. I would, I would mind that. Yeah, it'd be amazing if the white van pulled out and it was Trent and then he like turned around and he was just getting out so that Ibushi could slide out. And then Ibushi gets the ch- kiss on the cheek from Sue. Oh, then it's best of both worlds. That'd be so great. As Trent Trent looks back at back and forth between them <laughs> in shock that he yeah. got the kiss. By the way, not to derail this episode any more than I usually do, um, I've not been seeing. I've not been able to watch uh, Rampage lately. Mm-hmm. Is Danhausen doing anything there? Is he doing anything right still now? Hurt. In AEW? Yeah, they haven't had him on. Oh, that's right. He is he still had, like a torn pack or something. There's a lot of man. There's a lot of. He's overdue right though, now. and I think when he comes back, he'll be on Collision. I could. Yeah, he's a Pepsi Man guy for yeah, sure. He's a Pepsi Man through and through. Um, I was. I've been looking up a lot of people today. Like I asked you earlier, where Layla Hirsch has been. Mm-hmm. You said she'd had a really bad injury that I'd clearly forgotten about. And then I looked up. Um, I looked up um, Serena Deeb, mm-hmm. and I found a cultaholic article from a month ago, giving quote an update on Serena Deeb. And the update was: we have no clue what's what's going on with Serena hmm. Deeb. There've been no reports of injury, but she has not wrestled in nine months. So really hoping Serena Deeb's okay out there. Me too. Um, and also the fact she's that great. it kind of hit me that when they said she's been signed to AEW since 2020, and I was yeah. like, wow, she's been th- that's three years. She kind of she mm-hmm. has wrestled so infrequently in that time, she almost still feels mm-hmm. like a new hire. Yeah. There's a lot of because I was watching too. The, is she backstage? I wonder. I, be- I believe she is. But then when I saw the um when I saw the match on was it Collision or Dynamite today, with um, oh, uh, she with Julia Hart with Julia Hart, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, the woman she was wrestling kind of looked like Layla Hirsch a little. I was like, where is Layla Hirsch? This would be a great spot for her. By the way, Kevin, I had a shocking Andy Hall revelation. Was her name. There you go. With I had that. a shocking re- revelation last week. What's that? about julia hart oh and it's from one of my favorite comedies of the 1990s and that is the wedding singer in that movie the love interest played by drew barrymore's name at the end of the movie when she marries robbie hart is julia hart 
He saved her from being Julia Gulia. And I wonder if that's why Julia yeah. Hart picked her name as Julia Hart. If she's a wedding singer fan, that's not something Maybe. I should be talking about on podcasts. It's something I should ask the woman if I ever meet her. Right. And second, the scary thing is, is I don't know if she's old enough to, to even uh, know. She may have been born after the wedding singer was even made. Yeah, absolutely. Well, she a hundred percent was, there's no, if. Yeah. um, no, I was watching, I was Maybe watching parents, some, somebody yeah. watching the wedding singer on YouTube and I was like, oh, wow, her name was Julie Hart at the end. Huh. Either way. Yeah, it might be her real name. Her, It is her real name. I just looked at it. It is her real Julia name. Julia wow. Rose Hart. Well, clearly her parents are big wedding singer fans. Yeah. She was born November 8th, 2001. She's a post 9-11 baby. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. Wild to think about. I'm an exceedingly old man. <laughs> he just oh brought my this God. old Kevin, my, brought my this knees, show to a grinding halt. My knees just started <laughs> we, hurting. We all my lower back mortality. started pulsating with, <laughs> with, with with fire as you said that. Um, okay, back to professional wrestling. Yeah, we um, need to talk about the BCC side. Who would who who yeah. would fill in? I don't have a clue. I don't have a okay, clue. I have a couple of theories. Okay. One is if Yuta is out, you have two openings. Oh, yeah, because Wheeler might be injured. Because if Wheeler is hurt. That'd make it easy. You could do a tag team. You could bring in Silver and Reynolds. (sighs) That makes so much sense. It makes sense from a storyline. That makes so much sense storyline-wise. I don't know, like, if it makes sense. Yeah, it would be interesting. My question is, I wonder if this is... I mean, if Wheeler Yuta's hurt, they clearly weren't anticipating that. Yeah. What would have been the point? You know what? Let's just talk right. about this, right? What has been the point? Where are they going <laughs> with know. the Dark Order getting involved in this? I um, I, I, is it just throwing them a bone so they're on TV? I don't know. It. I have no idea. It. It. It's really weird because Paige <laughs> and the Bucks are feuding, having a completely different side feud. Yeah. Than everyone else, which is supposed to be the hottest feud of the year with them. And right. just having this side thing. And so I think, I don't know, is it going to tie together? It's, you know, it's really weird. And what's even weirder is like I'm more sympathetic to the Dark Order because I am kind of like, yeah, you guys were there for Haven Man yeah. Page when no one else was. And they now suddenly no is. Yeah. They've given no reason for you to sympathize at all with the Hangman at all. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Paul Fontaine who said he was like uh, another 80s reference. Uh, well, yeah, this even older than The Wedding Singer was. Uh, do you remember the movie Can't? The movie what? Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick De- young Patrick Dempsey. Oh, my God. He was uh, a high school student who paid a like the most popular girl in school to date him so that he could become popular. Okay. And then he becomes popular and he's just a, like basically a dick to all his like nerd friends once he becomes popular. Right. And so then it becomes known that he paid her and he's an outcast at the school and he tries to go back to his old friends and they're like, why would we take you back? That's a good question. And that's, that's the dark order. This can't buy me love with Patrick Dempsey and Seth green. Oh yeah. Seth green was in this movie. I don't think I've, I don't believe I've ever seen this movie and I'm looking through the IMDb. And 
Those are the, the only two human beings I've ever heard of. The um, I don't remember her name, but the girl in it, I believe, was the the lead Heather in Heathers. I wonder if this is this uh, Amanda Peterson here. Let's see. You know, I don't think anybody cares for me to find the answer to this at the moment. <laughs> if they do, if they can look it up. If, and we'll if talk they've stayed, if they've stayed here through Eddie yeah. Haskell, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have two. I have a couple other names. Okay, another one would be Tom Lawler, Filthy Ooh, Tom. That would, that'd be cool. Who is BCC adjacent already? Yeah, but is he like feels, totally unknown, basically to the. He AWS. feels like a Moxley guy. He is kind of a Moxley guy, and I think he would fit in well. But yeah. but the, all AEW's seen of him is that one time he attacked Adam Cole, was supposed to be on Forbidden Door, and then got hosed out of his match because Adam yeah. Cole got sick. And they, and I and thought, then they maybe they'll put dark, him in Blood and Guts gave, or something. Then they give him a dark match. Yeah. another. I would, I would love that. Another name, and I think this one makes a lot of sense, is Pac. Ooh. Who we have not seen in five months and he has got a grudge and the the last time we saw him he was trying to drive a screwdriver into the head of the elite yeah that that's a really good idea as well and i think he fits with the bcc a lot he really does there's so many great options there i'm just it's always frustrating when you have situations like last year's forbidden door this year's blood and guts where you don't get right. the actual teams that you wanted. Right. Because Blackpool Combat Club without Brian Danielson and possibly yeah. Wheeler Yuta doesn't feel like Blackpool Combat Club. Right. It just doesn't. Right. Even though look, I love Claudio more as much or more than anybody. Love Moxley, but you want that whole team. Yeah. Um, so that's a real shame. And I'm kind of surprised. You know what? I'm not surprised. Tony Khan is not the type of guy to say, let's just hold off on blood and guts for a month. He has too many. Right. No, he's got a plan. Mm-hmm. He's got his plan all over his walls right. with, with, <laughs> with the, the, with the, the yarn, connecting the threads and yarn. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And the eight uh, by 10 glossies not, of all the guys. He's, he's not going to, he's not going to undo that or move the yarn. That's never, ever going to happen. All right. Well, I think it is time for this week's heat index. I don't know why I said it like that. Cannot imagine why I would say it like heat index. But heat we've, index. We've we've we, you we've got your list of the top things happening in AEW. Yeah. I took a quick glance and I saw the one that I love the most, and I can't wait to talk about that and all the rest of these with you. All right. So top of my list is the uh, this is a this is a kind of a catch-all topic, but the blind eliminator tag team tournament that also features the budding bromance oh my god mjf and adam cole there's a lot going on here i loved i loved their segment at the gym so much kevin you did i loved it i I don't know why i loved it so much but in the end even though even though adam is trying to ignore mjf Mm -hmm. and he's trying and he's telling him like your your comments are unacceptable they bond yeah. over making fun of Tony Schiavone being a fat guy. <laughs> I did love that they both hate Tony Schiavone. And that Cole was like shocked himself. Yeah. He had the yeah. moment where he where he stopped and was like, what am I doing? And there's never been anything so clear to me that poor Roderick Strong is going to get left behind. Yeah. And there's going to be a feud. And those matches are going to be 18 stars. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yeah. the shock, the <laughs> shock from MJF that Adam Cole was pounding out those reps of the heavyweights. Right. Yeah, I, without the spot. That was so great. Yeah. I w- at the time, I was really annoyed by it. Yeah. Because I was like, this is BTE. It felt like one really, of the better and parts I didn't, I was of like, BTE. I didn't really want BTE on my dynamite, but. Gotcha. But when I go back and talk about them, I'm laughing. Yeah. So I can't, you know. I thought there was just enough comedy to to make it good. Yeah. And there was, like, as in it wasn't over the top. Yeah. And it played into the storyline. And B, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, I quit watching BT because it got pretty, pretty lame. Yeah. Yeah. And this would have been one of the better segments on BT in a long time. That's true. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I really I, did. Uh, I did enjoy it. And I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the birthday party. I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed him. I, like good match. when they finally hit that double clothesline, people are going to pop. Oh my God. It's going to yeah, be huge. It's going to be great. And, but at the same time, and I, I remember I, I, I put this in our little DM group with uh, our, with our dynamite show friends mm-hmm. of like, this is wildly entertaining but I don't think it's a good idea to do with your world champion. And well, and Jeff's response was stop taking my talking points. <laughs> <laughs> we have, but a that's world how champion I feel where I'm like, you, you, who, you, this is be a great, one of my favorite segments, but like, I hate that the world title is tied up with yeah. all this. Our world champion isn't the world champion right now. He's yeah. not doing anything that a world champion does. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have world championship level opponents. Like we talked about last week, everybody who you would expect to wrestle the world champion, they're all involved in blood and guts. Yep. Or something else. Yeah. There's no, there's nobody there's nobody there. There's nobody there. Um and that's a real shame. And I don't know what I don't I'm wondering how Tony plans this. Mm-hmm. Does, does he how do you plan something where your world champion is left in the lurch with no real opponents for months at a time? Is it because right. he thinks that this Adam Cole eventual feud is going to be this big? Cause I can't imagine he does. Adam Cole isn't feeling like a championship level guy at the moment. That's what I'm wondering is if he, I, and then, you know, I've, I've said before, I think, I think that Tony thought by this point, Adam Cole would be the biggest star in the company because of the reality show and the comeback. Yeah. And all that, and, and I wonder and, if he's just sticking to his plan. And then Britt on on the other side, yeah, as in Cold. they were going to be this big power couple. She hasn't won a match in eighteen years. No, no. she hasn't won in forever. No, she probably has she, a losing record at this point. And then I, I saw you mentioned somewhere in the notes. I don't even know where at this point. She doesn't even have Rebel with her anymore, um, right? Or, or Reba, either one. Yeah, and so <laughs> there's nothing about. The Britt Baker the world fell in love with doesn't exist at the moment. Right. She's not egotistical. She doesn't have Reba, doesn't have Rebel. None of she's not winning. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special right now about Britt Baker. And together they could be the best power couple in wrestling history, but none of that's happening. And I don't know what, what they're doing right now. I don't understand what's happening at all. Yeah. And the thing is they the women's division is good at the moment, but with Jamie Hayter out, maybe Britt needed to step up, and they're not yeah. doing that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tony's doing great. I think Tony's awesome. Tony Storm. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. So in terms of just having a good champion, that is true. That's fine. They did but, have someone step up, but like maybe Brit needs to be the one stepping up to her, you know? Um, yeah, clearly. I, I think they're, I think they're just biding their time. Cause I think they're probably gonna do Tony storm and uh, Jamie in England. And maybe they're yeah. just sort of building to that. But um, the only thing I can think of is like, it's not unlike an MGF storyline to have this kind of wacky build up to a hardcore angle. Like that's, that's how the pinnacle was started. You know, you had yeah. the dinner debonair yeah, and you had him like making friends with MJF and then, you know, the day that he gets inducted into the inner circle, it turns out, you know, he, the whole thing was a scam and he, you know, so what I'm wondering is if this whole tournament is like a build up to like, I don't know, like big bill and Brian cage being MGF's new henchman and this is all a yeah. setup, you know, or, or oh. something like that. What was your take on MJF's antics during Cole's entrance music? Oh, I loved it. Was, I loved it. I loved the running, entrance. Running circles around it. Yeah. Running the circles like like Scott Steiner or Rick Steiner. Yeah. Or Rod, yeah. he was really doing Rod, Roderick Strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. And and Cole played it off well, too, where it was like this douchebag. And, yeah. And, but, like, I still got to do my thing, so he still does it. Yep. Uh, no, I really, I really was great. enjoyed their match. Really and enjoyed their match. The match was super fun him trying to get Cole to cheat. Like MJF's great. He's great at everything. Yeah. Whatever this is leading to, it'll probably be fantastic. Um, I love that. I couldn't help but smile when you said dinner debonair. Yeah. Because for the rest of our lives, we can talk about that yeah. seriously in the context of professional wrestling, <laughs> that insane fever dream timer. of a moment. Yeah. Yeah. What are you drinking tonight, Kevin? I mean, I, I hear your ice. Going around. Oh, I don't have any ice right now, and it's driving me crazy. I have a, a little homemade, a little old-fashioned. Nice. I bought some old-fashioned mix and just uh, one that I've been sipping on. A new apartment. I've got to gotta get – I don't have an ice maker or anything. I've got to get some water poured to make ice by hand. The like key a, to me is like the, a homeless giant, person. The giant ice cubes is the key to me. Yeah. Oh, that, I've like got a proper. got a thing with the square ones and the circle yeah. ones. Yeah. But uh, I've been stranded the last couple of days due to car issues. But right. Well, tire issues. But that has been resolved. I just have to go out after the show is over and and buy some water. Let me tell you, we got garbage water here in this desert, Kevin. Garbage water. Hey, I just found out that our state's water is the third worst water in the country. Really? So now I'm yeah. So I'm not I've sure always based on, but I've always heard of hard I'm, water. I imagine the number one has to be Michigan. So it's it's got to be. Oh man, be. there was um, there's a there's a, a middle sized town in the in central Louisiana called Alexandria. At one point, it was our state capital, and uh-huh. I, I don't and I didn't live that far from Alexandria, maybe an hour away. And there was this news story that broke like ten years ago, where people in Alexandria kept finding white flecks in their ice. And um, it turns out the city had allowed some, I guess, pipes that weren't supposed to intersect uh-huh. to intersect those white flecks. Toilet paper, Kevin. Oh, no. It was toilet paper. And oh, I waited no. for you to take that sip of water to say to say that it was literal. Cool. It was literal feces and toilet paper <sighs> in their water. 
And at least at that moment, Oklahoma had better water than Alexandria, Louisiana. Yeah. It was uh, was a rough situation, my friend. That's bad. (laughs) That's so so bad. It's that's really bad. And I don't know how the, everybody in that in that town don't don't have a million dollars in their bank account now. Yeah, they should. All right, Brockovich on that. Exactly. So the first, our first heat index is down. Blyden Lumber yep. Tag Team Tournament. Who is number two? Nick Wayne. Kevin. Teenage Phenom. My heart grew three sizes. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, but I. As you know, I'm a longtime F4W guy. Yes. Buddy Wayne was a regular. Buddy Wayne, we mm-hmm. heard from Buddy Wayne every week. We okay. heard him. We heard Nick Wayne in the background. We heard mm-hmm. talk of Nick Wayne yeah. from Brian and, and, and Vinny. And the fact that he took this back and showed Darby Allen yeah. at the Buddy Wayne wrestling yes. school in, yes. in that like barn. And mm-hmm. it was. It was heartwarming. It was touching. I freaking loved it. I'm glad they gave it to us. And I think, I don't, I, I wonder if Kevin, not Kevin, you're Kevin, if Tony Khan had not mm-hmm. been a part of the board for so long, mm-hmm. if he gives us the same, if we get this yeah. package. Yeah. But I love that the world got to see the Buddy yeah. Wayne Wrestling Academy, got to yep. see Darby Allen in it. I loved everything about this. I did too. I did too. And the only thing that I, I'm not even going to call it a complaint, but the only thing that I wish is that they had given us three or four of these. Yeah. Like get, yeah. tell us the buddy Wayne story. Let let's, let's show Brian Alvarez. Let's hear him talk. Yeah. About, have like, exactly. Uh, it would have been great yeah. to have guys like Brian that everybody knows yeah. saying a few words about that. Yeah. Cause everybody and, that knows about buddy Wayne generally knows about buddy Wayne through Brian Alvarez in his stories. Yeah. And, and yeah. still to this day, he'll be like, this is something buddy Wayne taught me, you know, one of these, yeah. you know, I did this and he said, kid, you got a blah, blah, you know, and those kind of things about like, I mean, you know, to many people like buddy, buddy Wayne is like, that's true pro wrestling. You yeah. Know? Like that's the yeah. life and, and, and how you do it and, and the fundamentals of it and all that kind of stuff. And to, you know, to build up to this and the story that he has, I think is amazing. I love that they showed like the moment from defy where, uh, Darby gave him his contract and uh, all all that. I think it's going to be great. I, I wish that they could have done his debut in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Instead of, um, Calgary. Yeah. It would have been, but I, or not in Calgary. It won't be in Calgary. Where will it be? It's in Saskatoon or something. Because if it was at the right spot in Canada, yeah. it's not that far from the Pacific That's true. Northwest. Yeah. Everybody could be there, but I don't know. I don't know exactly where. Um, yeah. It's a shame we don't have Paul Fontaine to comment on this and the distance. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, it kind of hit me in this episode who Darby Allen may be going forward. Because we've had this talk that he's going to retire at a very early age, mm-hmm. maybe in the next year or two. But I have a feeling if he does so, he'll come back every couple of years, mm-hmm. make an appearance or two. And I have a feeling he's going to be like Shredder 
from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because already he's just showing <laughs> that was up. That's not the reference giving, I expected. <laughs> he's already just showing up giving sage wisdom right. to Keith Lee. He's like he's speaking taking, life into Keith Lee. Yeah. Yes, he's taking young Buddy Buddy Wayne's son, yeah. Nick Wayne, under his arm. He's like, I'm gonna yeah. make I'm gonna make whatever he wants. I'm gonna make him whatever he wants to be in life. Right. And it's like Darby. Darby Allen is like eight. He, in my mind, he's like 15 years old and he's right. the guy taking people under his wing, teaching yeah. them the way. And I just want <laughs> right. him to come back in like future in future years, just yeah. wearing a, a shawl of some sort in shadows. Yeah. Um, you know what they need to do with him? He needs once sting retires. He needs to be sting. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to be a guy who's like, he's, he goes away for a while and when he comes back, he's indestructible. Yeah, and that's he's absolutely just this right. Little powerhouse that, like, oh my gosh, Darby Allen's here. Yeah, and and he just he's waylays like, into people. You know what he is? He's like a Yoda. He honestly would be like kind of a Yoda. <laughs> and it, he's That'd tiny and awesome. unassuming, yeah. but mm-hmm. indestructible. Um, yeah. and that would be very cool. Weird advice yeah. to people, and that's I what think I, want. I think between now and then. Um, I'm fully on board. The uh, Darby Allen needs to win the world title at some yeah. point. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, he he was the only one who held up of the four pillars. The only one that yeah. seemed like he could win it. And yeah. people and we kept thinking he was going to win it, even though we knew he wasn't going to win it. Yeah. Um. He he definitely needs to before he goes. And I still want him and Sting to have tag team yeah. gold at some point. Well, one of my thoughts. Gold. One of my thoughts was this year. You could have uh, Darby Allen, Sting, and Nick Wayne win the trios title. Oh my god! Like That'd three generations, basically. And, Stop. Um, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I hadn't thought about that. That's fantastic. Um, now, yeah, is this fair to Nick? Is my question. It's not, but he is that good. Like he can be. He is that good. Yeah. Who's the There's, other guy that's in his tag team that I've only seen oh, a couple of East West Express? Yeah, um they're fantastic. Is I, I keep wanting to say Jamie Oliver, but I believe he's a celebrity chef. Um <laughs> let me see. It's it the up. East the East West Express. Um I, well when I pulled that up, it was a truck driving jobs site. <laughs> All right. East West Express, GCW. Um Let's see. They're hiring truck drivers. Are they? Yeah, the East West. Truck driving's always been like my backup job because I have no problem. Okay, it's Jordan Oliver. Jordan Oliver. Okay. Um, They're an excellent tag team, man. They're so good together. Um, And and we've seen Jordan Oliver a couple times on uh, on like Rampage or or AEW Dark a couple times. Yeah. but that's true of almost everybody in GCW, actually. Yeah. Um, what I'm afraid of is that I don't want him to be action and ready. No, no. And I'm hoping they do a slow build with him, like with Hook. But the thing is, he is already. You could put him in any storyline you wanted to, and he yeah. can in ring. He can hold up. I don't know about yeah. on the mic and all those sorts of things. I'm yeah. guessing no. I'm guessing he's not quite at that level because we haven't, I haven't seen him on the mic that much in GCW. Um, yeah. But in the ring, he can do whatever you need him to do. He's that good. 
Yeah. Um, but again, he's very, very small. I think he's significantly smaller than Darby Allen. Um, so yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. He still looks how like they a kid. Use him. He does look like a kid. So do you have him beat Swerve or do you have him lose to Swerve on Wednesday? He has to lose to Swerve. Or he has to lose to Swerve I, I'm, okay, I'm okay with him beating Swerve if there's some sort of outside interference. Yeah. I don't want him to beat Swerve clean. You can't. Swerve is clearly yeah. a top guy whether you're yeah. putting him in that situation at the moment or not. I think Swerve would um, do it. And that's, that's what, God, that's be. what, yeah, that's what concerns me is that I think Swerve would be, be willing a, to do it. It's going to be a it's great be a fantastic match. match. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, no pressure, Nick. <laughs> none, none whatsoever. Holy hell, man. No, I'm, I'm really excited for that one. Um, let's see. All right. What is next? Number three. Tag team wrestling is God intended. That's right. The, uh, I'm the assuming FTR. you're talking about collision here. Yes. Yes. Collision, the home for wrestling. Yeah. Uh, FTR versus Jay White and Juice Robinson was a great tag it team so match good. where both teams used the tag rope and wrestled a tag team wrestling match as tag team was intended. How much people collision feel? like re- a really good ROH pay-per-view this week, as in CM Punk versus Samoa Joe and FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. Good Lord, there were yeah. some good matches on this show. Right. And matches that if it felt, were it a pay-per-view like, could have been bigger. It felt like, uh, you know, like Midnight Express and Tony yeah. Arn and, you know, yeah. like that heyday of what got me in tag team wrestling. Great tag team wrestling is my favorite wrestling. It's and, and I, absolutely. I've gotten so used to the style of um, long ten counts when they you know are coming mm-hmm. in and not being able to remember who the legal man is, yeah, and crazy dives and all that stuff, which is really exciting. But I had forgotten how much I missed like people who just know how to do really great tag teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and that, no. and, that, you, and that you, wasn't the only great tag. Match of the week. The, uh, the it wasn't. I you, you didn't get to see. Did you get to see Rampage at all? I did not get or to not. see Rampage. Okay, I've, I've heard. So there was uh, word on the street. The Cage, uh, Brian Cage and Big Bill against mm-hmm. Matt Seidel and Trent was actually you know, a fantastic tag match. You know, I've I've been asking for that Hoss tag team. Yeah, you got it. That's a horse tag team right there. Yeah, I would at least go look on YouTube and see if they have a clip from it because that's a I've got I've got Rampage right here ready to go. I just didn't have time before the show. Yeah, I'm 100 percent watching. It's great to see a big guy, little guy tag team where the little guy is Brian Cage. (laughs) You know, I think I've said it before. I'm surprised. You know, I was going to say I'm kind of like the outsiders. No. It kind of is. I, I love that. Um, let's see. No, you know I come from the same era as you were. I, like, I love yeah. tag team wrestling was my favorite wrestling. I yeah. I would buy a pay-per-view based on a tag match, not the main event. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the Ric yeah. Flair match. I wanted to see no, Steiner Brothers main, main event or WrestleMania 2 for me. There you go. Yeah. Um, I still, to this day, remember... A blow off, ta- a blow off match on like a Saturday WCW. 
that was the Rock and Roll Express versus Doom. Because I knew yeah. Ricky and Robert had it in them, but I knew they had to make magic happen yeah. to beat those monsters. Yeah. And and I got that match. And it was just a throwaway match. It meant nothing. I think they yeah. might have been like U.S. tag team title contenders right, at that right. period in time. They they weren't the stars they had been. And uh, now I've always loved tag team wrestling. And that's what I want. And I hate that everybody's so split up right now. But I'm glad we're getting some incredible matches at the same time. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to give Garrett. Uh, I'm going to give. I don't know. He's going to lose his mind as much as I keep moving back and forth from this mic. Um, <laughs> he's just going to go crazy as he edits this uh, this podcast later tonight. Um, all right. What is next? Uh, let's see. With the, we kind of already talked about Chris Jericho a little bit. Is there anything yeah. to add about Chris Jericho, the whole thing with Don Callis and all that? And the whole, Not- and, the, and then the, the deal about him telling Sammy and Sammy and uh, Daniel Garcia, like, you need to be out from under my wing and all that, even though he was mad at this Sammy feels Garcia like, weeks ago. This feels like it's building to a swerve. It yeah. really does to me. Um, and I'm interested in seeing I'm, – I'm – I'm really fascinated with seeing where this is going. It could make me really happy. It could really be a disappointment, but I'm into it. And that's, I think what wrestling yeah. should be. You should like, yeah. I've, we have gone through such peaks and valleys with Chris Jericho. since AEW started. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Then he's, I'm lo- he's losing me. Then he's phenomenal. Then he's losing me. Then he's phenomenal. Yeah. Then he's way too much into the pain maker gimmick. Yeah. And, I'm again, I'm, I'm here to see what's coming next because he has done a great job of reinventing himself multiple, multiple times. Well, I think I could be wrong, but I think I've heard that he's got a tour coming up. Like he, you know, he takes time off for Fozzie and that's getting about that time. And usually when that happens, there's some kind of big thing, either a big angle or some kind of realignment on his character. And it seems like he's, it seems like the JS has played out much. Too, it definitely uh, is much. It too, definitely uh, is my boy, Matt Menard's chagrin, but <laughs> I'm looking up, which by the way, looking up Fozzie four dates. We're about uh one. It's almost the one year anniversary of that Matt Menard promo that everyone thought was the greatest thing in the world, except for uh, Paul Fontaine. And they've just, and hasn't, and did nothing's nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing at all. Just went out into the void. We only have one. Huh. Oh, so really? looked at, like a big tour. No, not that I'm seeing, but they've got a big show August 25th at, at the uh, in London. Okay. Well, yeah. So, so that makes sense. Um, also, for some reason, when I went look, I typed in Fozzie tour dates. It took me to StubHub, and for some reason, it's taking me to Oklahoma City. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know what? why. Yeah. Oklahoma City is where it's showing me the tour date. So I'm trying to see if there's anything more here. All right. Let's well, stand by. Yeah, exactly. Fozzyrock.com. Right. I just clicked on Fozzyrock.com. Okay. That's it. Yeah, the there's... cruise. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, who uh, knows? I don't know. I could see him. I could see him maybe announcing the tour to start after that August 25th date. Yeah, and they just haven't announced the tour dates yet. Yeah. I could see that because 
he's not he is never gonna go on tour while all in and all out are about to happen. No. He's too addicted to pro wrestling for that. No. So but he I'm can sneak in a week in Europe or something, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a smart move there. That also like we know he's gonna be on that card for sure now. Yeah. All right. So I think so, something's up. Something's up. And I think it has something to do with Callis forming his family. Yeah. Uh, I would love it if Chris is just like, I'm tired. Like, yeah. And, and like, I'm tired of making decisions. I'm tired of being the guy. He goes into a callous faction and then just rips it apart from the inside over time. Yeah. All right. We, let's see what's next. Uh, this is the last like topic I have. This is, yeah. this is, this is stemming from a, from a brief argument on the discord, the fight game discord. Okay. Based what, uh, on what we've seen the last mm-hmm. few years, is Miro better than Rusev? How would I know? Uh, we don't, don't see him. Watch, we never see him. Rusev. No, that's not what I'm saying. He's never oh. in AEW. There's, I haven't seen yeah, enough of him around. in AEW to make a comparison. Like he yeah. tore up a candy, a, a, like a a car, like a no, it was an arcade. He had the arcade yeah. match. And right. other than that, I remember nothing over the, other than him challenging God. <laughs> you don't remember That's all I've got beating to go up on. Fuego del Sol. I do remember that. He did a great job of that. I thought he was an awesome TNT champion. Which, which I, side it, were you on? So I was on the Miro side, but it, I think it was one of those classic cases where you're just sort of talking about different things. So well, like the other point, it was the a Miro a day named, thing was huge. But yeah. all that was was a catchphrase about that, right? It's like Brian Danielson talking about how every all people wanted to do. He's like they didn't love me; they weren't chanting for me. Yeah. They right. just wanted to chant yes. Yeah, yeah. And and that's a big WWE thing where everybody wants to just you're over if you ha- give them something to say. Like damn, right. and, and you find uh, that, and you find it, and sometimes it can really become. But yeah, like damn or shoosh yeah. or whatever the yeah. stuff is, but like you know, or, or Seth what? Rollins them singing a song, yeah. Uh, and sometimes they can capitalize it, and other times you're just limited by that. And that's what I think he was, yeah. Now, at the same time, he had that awesome the the counterpoint was the all time peak of his career was coming out in that tank at WrestleMania and having a match with John Cena for the U.S. title, yeah. And that was awesome. That was awesome. That was better than anything he's done in AEW. But like when you talk about but like what was version a of this guy do I want to see? Right. What yeah. version of this guy do I want to see? It's in the pads with the Muay Thai shorts. Yep. Talking about how he's gonna take steal, you know, not God out of heaven. Yeah, like, that's what I want. That's an awesome character. And I want more of it. And, and we don't get it. I at just all. wish I wish we I wish we regularly got that Miro. Yeah. Yeah. Going and after MJF. Miro against going people. after titles. Yeah. Yes. That's right. the thing. Imagine, I don't need to Imagine see that Miro going after Fuego. world champion. Yeah. In early 2022, that world champion, early whenever it was, 2021, uh, that that guy going after a world champion, uh, Hangman Page. You know what? That would have been great. I'm pulling this. I'm pulling something up real quick. I'm okay. pulling up that top 30 again. Okay. And, all right, so if MJF, MJF is world champion right now, of everybody, of everybody the, in, in AEW, the people that you would think would be the top ten mm-hmm. would be Kenny Omega, 
Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, CM Punk, um, Claudio, Samoa Joe, Adam Page. Yep. How many of those are we gonna? How many of those have we seen him wrestle? Two, uh, three, two or three. Yeah. No. As champion, maybe that many. Uh, As champion, none. One. One. Danielson. One. And I'm and. I mean, Pack is out there. There's so many, yeah, phenomenal. And we're not. We're, he's not going to feud with any of these, most likely. No. no. And it's and that's the frustration, yeah. is that you've got a potentially in, incredible top ten of mm-hmm. con, top ten contenders in every division, tag, yeah. trios, and we are never seeing any of them actually interact. They're all kept apart. Yeah. I think this convinces that me that MJF really would make an outstanding TNT champion. He would. He'd be a great TNT champion. And I would love to – and the thing is, I would love Miro having a TNT championship run again, but I'd also love him mm-hmm. being in the title picture and wrestling mm-hmm. those people, the people on that yeah. list. Yeah, Miro be amazing. Claudio. Oh, my God. Come on. Also, Hobbs. There's Darby Allen. There's so many great people he should be wrestling. He's not wrestling yeah. any of them. Miro, we just Joe. talked about it. Yeah, we just talked about his his greatest moments in AEW, and the only name that came up was Fuego del Fuego Sol. Fuego del Sol. <laughs> oh my god! So that's it. That's what I mean by the argument of talk, talking two different things. Because I I could never make the case that he has had a better run in AEW than he did in WWE. No, and he should have. But as a persona, as a character. Much better character. Yeah. Much better character. And if you brought uh, Lana back. Oh, my God. I think he'd be over the top. Why don't we have Lana? I don't know. Come on. That's that's a really good question. I can only think that she's, I think she's, no, I think she's not into it. I think she's like, I would, if it were WWE, we're making huge money and doing stadiums, I would totally do it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, I don't, think, I don't think she's in it for the for the love of the game. I don't even think he yeah. is anymore. I, I don't think, think he, he is. I either. think he's got a good life, and he's like, I'm going well, to do clearly do to make sure I keep getting the paycheck. Well, clearly, and we kept thinking he was injured and he was not interested in working because yeah. as soon as they really put the pressure on him, he's back on collision. And what's yeah. he doing on collision? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Just no, one? absolutely squash, nothing. Or has he done two? I think he's done, he's one done two squash. matches. Maybe, Maybe two. just one. That's fine. And some promos. Well, they're the same yeah. promos that he cut. He Before. started cutting. Yeah. So I looked it up when I was like, years I was ago. Like, I need to refresh myself. Yeah. He started cutting these promos about rejecting God and not being and being mad at God in 2021. The year and a half of him doing the same shtick. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's really... I'm arguing against my own side, but, you know. And it's frustrating. Where was it supposed yeah. to go? And did they just, okay, let's finish this journey now. Right. That's not right. that creative. If you're if you're just bringing the guy back, you want to... If a guy's been out a year, you want to refresh him in some way. Right. It, this better be a hell of a payoff. I can't wait. God better be able to work, man. Yeah. <laughs> When this match finally happens, good lord! Well, he it hasn't wrestled be since than that Vince one match God. against Vince. Yeah, he's probably a yeah, little rusty. He's, got a little ring he's rust. Look, God's got a little ring rust. Make <laughs> just print the shirts right now. Um, okay, let's fighter. see. That's right. What uh, what do we have next? 
Is that is uh, that the entire? Heat that's index. the whole heat index. Now there's just if there's anything else you wanted to bring up. I realized that we spoiled we spoiled one of your best, which was CM Punk's taste in wrestling that you have here. Now we covered but it. We covered we it. Kinda, we, we covered it early, and that w- yeah. that sh- that should have been in the heat index. Um, we didn't really talk about his punk the 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 Samoa Joe match though, and and how excited you are for the Ricky Starks thing. Oh man, let's talk about it right now. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Me it. too. All right, we got that. We knocked that out of our. All right. By the way, I don't think we thought it would end up with C. When we talked last week, what did we? Who did we think was going to be in the finals? Did we think Punk versus Starks was a possibility? I don't think we did. No, I think we were talking about it being. Starks we were going to heel face Joe or Hobbs over or Hobbs over Punk. Yeah, I don't and think sure. we had Starks and Punk in the finals. I'm. I think Punk will put over Ricky Starks. You think so? I think there's been a lot of talk about how much he loves Ricky, how much yeah. Ricky's one of his guys, and he's trying to be the best CM Punk there he can be right yeah. now. Yeah. I have a feeling he's gonna, even with a win, I think he's gonna try and put Ricky over. And I'm really, I'm really invested in seeing what that's gonna look like because. Yeah. Um, I think Ricky clean. deserves it. Right. And and the thing is, we're trying to get him back to where he was yeah. when he beat Jericho. Yeah. And and then they completely derailed him with QT. Yeah. Um, which by the way, really liked uh we talked early on before collision started about mm. this was gonna end in Hobbs putting down the entire QTV crew. And that's where it that's yeah. where it ended just a few weeks. I don't know. I don't even think I, I thought it would last a month, and but it kind of did last a month. Yeah, about a month. About a month. Yeah, three, knocked three them all weeks. down. Now we're probably going to get the long-awaited Powerhouse Hobbs and Johnny TV match. That could be a good match. It'll actually be good. Yeah, I don't mean to disparage Johnny TV. No, I, he's great. I really like Johnny TV, but the thing is, he's he wasted so much of his career, in my opinion, in WWE that yeah. nobody's going to really invest in him going forward because yeah. he's he's his best years are behind him and um, he's never reinvented he's he's like the anti jericho he's exactly yeah. the same guy since he was in that tag team back in the day yeah also i have said this before i'm sure i've said this before on this show but i cannot reiterate enough how what a dumb what a dumb gimmick it is that you rename yourself every time you're in a new federation yeah that's the worst idea anyone's ever had, ever. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm going to have 18 names so nobody yeah. ever knows where I am or who yeah. I am. or any- right. No one can follow my career. You know yeah. what? I'm going to go be on the biggest reality show, maybe in American history, Survivor. Nine, yeah. ten million people watching every episode to this day. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure that those people cannot follow me. Yeah. pro wrestling because why would i want them being invested in my career was he just john on that show or was he john h or what oh no he told everybody what his gimmick was and uh and, and people did he call, call himself him, johnny survivor people would i think people did call him like johnny survivor or johnny coconuts and things like that it was wow he was actually a really that poor choice he, was, he actually did a really good job on survivor and um kind of got screwed i mean like hmm fairly got screwed but i forgot he was he, on he was a potential winner on that show which is very difficult to do 
Um, all right, let's see. What else do we need to talk about? This was the hundredth episode of Rampage. Dark yeah. Order beat the Hung Bucks. Good lord. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I gotta see this. But still confusing just because when I watch it, I just think the Dark Order are the baby faces and Yeah. It's just yeah. It's, the the young bucks are just have a hard time staying babyface because they're just so obnoxious. <laughs> uh, but there was some there was a cool thing at the end, you know, uh, Claudio uh and Takeshta came out and there was a little bit of a brawl mm-hmm. and uh there was a great moment where Claudio uppercuts Hangman Page that made me think I've gotta see a singles match between those two. See, that's another one of those top ten matches. Yeah. If they were actually all in the top ten were wrestling each other, we would have right. seen that match by now, and that's a dream. Yeah. A, when it happens at some point, I, and I hope to God it happens. Match. I can't. Yeah, I'm I'm getting tired as well. Let's see what what do we need to focus on here at the end? Let's look. There was a lot of great wrestling this week. Let's look forward. Uh, give us what's happening on Dynamite this Wednesday. All right. So Dynamite, we're going to find out who the mystery partners are to see if our predictions are right. Do you want to make any official predictions on mystery partners? Okay. Think, let's see. Kota Bushi probably is the same. Bushi's my official pick. Yeah. On the other side, all I can do is go with your ideas because they're so good. As in, if Wheeler's hurt, the Dark Order is, is it. And uh, that's the only prediction I'm going to make on that one. Okay. Oh my God, MJF and Adam Cole versus Big Bill Brian Cage. Yeah. Good that's Lord, be a that's match. exciting. That, Adam Cole it, is going to fly. Yeah, that's going to be ridiculous, and MJF's going to find a way to stay on the apron. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy against Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia in the other semifinal. It seems to me like you're going to get Darby and Orange against MJF and Adam Cole. I hope so. I was realizing, by the way, I really, really enjoyed Darby and Orange's match this week with Swerving yeah. Keith. I really liked that, that was a fun. lot. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. thinking, like, that's got to be the match. <laughs> Darby and Orange. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Lee was great. He was awesome. Really, he, was, he was fantastic this week. All right. Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue at an Owen semifinal. Yeah. Some people are picking Sky Blue. I could, I could see it. I could see it. I'd yeah. be a little surprised, but I could see it. Yep. Uh, oh. Swerve Strickland against Nick Wayne. We talked about that. Yep. And then uh, Chris Jericho against Commander. That you should know, be interesting. That should be interesting. And they, they talked this last week about how they were now on the air throughout mm-hmm. South America. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, and in Mexico and South America, and it never hit me, if they weren't previously they should be WWE is huge yeah. in Mexico. A, I could see AEW making incredible inroads really quickly with yeah. the level of talent they have. Vikingo, mm-hmm. Commander, all these guys. When I look at this match, I think this will be a good match, but where's yeah, what's it leading to? Where's it coming from? Yeah. Um but if 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 I am right and they have not been on the air in mm-hmm. Mexico, South America, and now they are in a big way. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect match. You Everybody could... knows Chris Jericho. Yeah. Everybody in South America should know or will know very soon who Commander is. It's a great yeah. idea for that match. I could, I, I would, I'll put it this way. I'll be shocked if this happens, but it's possible. 
that I could see them have Commander beat him. It'd be a big deal. Uh, they've had a lot of. They've had a with lot the of storyline they have of Jericho needing yeah. to like reinvent himself and like yeah. you know Don Callis being out there and being like, "Come on, man, you know I can help you." We've had a lot less. We've had lesser men than Commander meet Chris yeah. Jericho this year. Right, <laughs> we have, we have, you know, uh, and that'd be a great yeah. reason for him to need. <laughs> kind of feel the need to have Don Callis yeah. watching his back because yeah. maybe, maybe they go with, I've, I've been so busy watching all of your backs. Right. There's been nobody really watching my back. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why I need to, to, the, to go with Don Callis moving yeah. forward. Um, I need a man who's willing to put a screwdriver through another man's brain <laughs> to support me. Right. You know, right. I'm in that era now. <clears throat> in that all era. right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rampage this Friday. Willow versus Athena for the Owen yeah, Cup. The other semifinal. So that would mean yep. you either have Ruby, Sky Blue, Willow, or Athena win. I, I'm thinking Willow beats think Athena because I think they're going to set up you know, an ROH match with them. It just hit me. I think you're right. I think Sky Blue is going to win this tournament. I think they're going to use the Owen to push younger talent, mm. and I think it's going to be. I think. I think Sky Blue is going to win this. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. And that's not because I like her gear. I'm yeah. just saying. It's because she's Tony the young Khan talent here. <laughs> yeah. She's the young talent. Willow Nightingale's the young talent. Um, I can definitely see that. Let's see. Uh, then, oh, yeah, that's right. Man. I've got Collision so much. Is loaded. Collision and Battle of the Belts yep. together. Hours. Woo. CM Punk versus Ricky Starks in the Owen Cup Finals. That's going to be great. Athena or Willow versus Ruby or Sky in the Owen Cup Finals. That'll be good. FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Two out of three falls for the tag title. That's going to be like an hour of the three hours. That's going to be fantastic. And then on the Battle of the Belts, they're going to have Sean Spears against Luchasaurus for the TNT title. What a joke. I I don't know quite what to say about that other than... Everybody needs an opportunity to go get a drink. I guess so. Yeah. I like Sean more. Spears. I like Sean Spears. I yeah, Sean Spears is not bad. He's not gonna win this he's title. Not great either. No. He's not no. He doesn't it's, yeah. It, I feel like it's a thing where they're like, We've got to have a Canadian. Because yeah. it's their last night in Calgary. I mean it's their last night in Canada on the Canadian tour. Yeah. They've got to have a big Canadian hero come in and that's the best they got. Okay. Well let's finish it with this. We have got insane number of crazy dates coming up july 19th blood and guts 21st roh death before dishonor august 2nd the 200th episode of dynamite august 27th all in uh september 3rd all out september 20th grand slam that is an insane couple months man who knows what things could look like at the end of this six major shows in the next two months maybe that's what we what we need to do is right before blood and guts we need to make predictions as to what our what AEW looks like on September twenty first. Oh man, that okay. might be fun to do. We'll, we'll do that next week. Yeah, we'll have blood and guts will have happened. Yep. So let's uh, see the night. Wait, no, the nineteenth. That's next. Oh, you're right. It'll Wednesday. be the week before blood and guts. So yeah. we can do this next week. We yeah, can do we'll this do on next the show. Week. Okay. Um, I've got a lot of thoughts to get in order because anything yeah. could happen. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a fun episode. We we barely went over at an hour and 33 minutes. 
Uh, Kevin, how can everybody follow you online? At Kevin Ely at uh, all the places on threads. Oh, on threads man. At Kevin Ely. I'm thinking about starting a boom uh, account. Okay. On, on, on Instagram and threads. Do it. I was resistant on Twitter, but you know, do we have a boom account on Twitter? No, we don't. I'll start a boom account no. on Twitter. All right. You're the threads guy. I'm the Twitter guy. Everybody can follow right. me everywhere at peppermint fatty. I am on threads, but I'm never, ever going to post on threads. Uh, from me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media, have a great week, and we hope to see you all back here again next Wednesday. Tuesday, my bad. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.